A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be exalted, but whoever humbles himself will be whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, if we're paying attention, this gospel should cause us some difficulties. It should cause us to question some things, right? Because we hear Jesus saying to the disciples, Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. And yet as I stand here before you today, what's my name? Father Michael, right? People call me Father Michael because I'm a priest. And people call other priests Father Michael. And yet we hear in the gospel, call no one on earth your father. Now, that might cause some of us um, to be shaken a little bit. And I want you to just know that there's two ways to approach this. One way is to say, well, there's a contradiction here, so I don't believe the scriptures, I don't believe God, I don't believe the Catholic Church, I don't believe anything has told me, everything's got to be wrong. Or we could take it and look at it maturely and deeply. So what does this mean? And, and why is Jesus saying, call no one on earth your father? And yet in our Catholic church, in our tradition, we've always had from the very early church, the term father for human fathers, father for priests, abbas for abbots, which means God the father, like a daddy, abba, abba. And there's contradictions. I hate to kind of even shake even more. There's contradictions within even scripture of other times where even the, the, uh, the saints, the early apostles and disciples, use the term father. Not only calling God their father, but human fathers on earth. So we hear this in John, or 1 Corinthians, I want to I say, Corinthians 4.15. The apostles and their successors used the name father, and it was common among early Christian communities. So here we have 1 Corinthians 4.15, which is in scriptures. Even if you should have countless guides to Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, for I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So St. Paul is saying, I became your father. And he goes even further to say, for therefore I urge you, be imitators of me. Man, how do we like contrast that with call no one on earth your father, and yet Paul is saying, I have become your father. And he's saying, be imitators of me. Well, St. Paul was indeed living this reality, this mystical reality of being um, an incarnational experience of God the Father, God's love. We hear in 1 John 2.12, again to members of the community, and John is speaking this time, I am writing to you, children, because your sins have been forgiven for his namesake. 
I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you young men because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you children because you know the Father, God the Father in heaven. I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God remains in you. Have you had conquered the evil one? Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then we hear St. Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles say, My brothers and fathers, listen. So St. Stephen, who was our first martyr of the church, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham. He calls Abraham father. While he was in Mesopotamia before he had settled in Haran, and he said to him, Go forth from your land and from your kinsfolk to the land I will show you. So how do we deal with this apparent contradiction? Well, the Catechism tells us, our Church tells us, be attentive to the analogy of faith. So paragraph 114, it says, By analogy of faith, we mean the coherence of truths of faith among themselves and within the whole plan of Revelation. So we have one little scripture passage here from Matthew, but we have to take this into account, the whole, not only all of scripture, but God's entire plan of Revelation throughout the Church and its tradition through all these years. And throughout all of scripture and all of tradition, there is the reality that only God is Father. You know, so uh, the point that Jesus is making very clear is that no one else is equal to God the Father. And we, we do have that tendency sometimes to place too much hope or too much trust into, into people. But it doesn't mean you get rid of everything. It doesn't mean we, we no longer call God the Father, or we no longer call priest Father, or, you know, we don't have Abbas, or we don't call the Pope Papa. You know, it doesn't mean we get rid of all that. It's just to be aware you know, that, that priests, that our Holy Father, the abbots, um, that the fathers of our faith are all there to show us to God's love, just like St. Paul was, you know, to be called Father only to show us to God's love. Now, here's the difficulty and the contradiction even in our modern world, which, you know, subscribes so much to inclusivity and, you know, inclusive language. We have to somehow hold in tension this reality of how God is revealed to us. You know, Jesus himself said, when you pray, call God Father. I have a, a dear priest friend, Father George, who's actually the chaplain for a place called Guest House. So Guest House is a, is a place for um, priests and nuns and seminarians, actually, who are recovering from some kind of addiction or some kind of uh, mental illness or, um, you know, um, they're, they're, they're coming there for treatment. So yes, it even happens to priests, religious, and, and seminarians. None of, us, none of us are exempt from the reality of what happens when we lose this relationship with God the Father. And he says that there's three qualities. You know, he, he says before he even meets with somebody, he kind of knows already what's, what they're going to say. And the three things that are kind of across the board is first, they're no longer able to pray. They've stopped praying. The second is they're unable to be in silence. They're really find it difficult to be in silence and that's why they've kind of filled this void and this emptiness with all these different addictive uh, behaviors or, or things and the third interestingly enough is they're uncomfortable calling God the father calling God their father or relating to God as father and the reality is for all of us we have probably been given a distorted image of God the father and the whole reason Jesus came into the world was to reveal to us 
the true father, who God really is, this Abba, this unconditional loving father, this daddy, this love that is so patient and father is so kind and this father that believes in you and hopes in you and endures in you and this father that will never fail you. But we've all had human fathers or maybe even priests or fathers that have disappointed us. I was told in the seminary by Father McCreary, actually, just a wise Capuchin priest, and he said, you know, when you become a priest, there's going to be a tendency for people to want to put you on a pedestal. And he said, be very careful of that because you're going to fall, and it's going to hurt really bad when you fall from the pedestal. And it's true because we're ultimately not God. You know, we're human. We're imperfect, all of us, priests. Um, you know, think of the priests that you've known over all the years. There's probably priests that have shown you really good qualities of God the Father, and there's priests that have probably failed and fallen in that. But it doesn't mean that we get rid of the image of Father. It just means that we need to be maybe healed or restored or have a new image of God the Father that Jesus wants to show us and often reveals to us in our human fathers or father figures or priests or bishops. And he will send people into our lives to help restore this image. So I think it's important for all of us, first of all, to think about our own lives, those same three things. You know, because none of us are exempt from addiction. None of us are exempt from falling into things or sin that we never thought we would fall into. Ask yourself, and I'll ask myself, you know, are we able to pray? Because if we find ourselves no longer able to pray, and that goes on for too long, it could be very serious for us. The second is, are we able to be in silence? And do we spend time every day in silence? You know, so think about your day. Is there time of really deep solitude every day? And I, I mean at least a significant amount of time, 10 minutes, you know, um, 15 minutes, a half an hour, you know, maybe even a holy hour, but start somewhere. Have some silence in your day and learn to be comfortable with that silence because that's where God wants to encounter you. And if we're not comfortable with that silence, we tend to fill that void with other things or other people. And ultimately, that's where we create idols. That's where we put people on pedestals. That's where we put too much attention on one person or one thing. And that brings us to the third. Are you comfortable with calling God your father? You know, recently I've been taking Pray 40 Days um, to the prisons, and I've been going to Grafton Prison. And so I've taken uh, a group group of parishioners there, and we've led the, uh, the the prisoners there for 40 days in this program of Pray 40 Days. And anytime I start the program, I always ask people to think about their relationship with God the Father, because that's really my whole love, is to help you really have that, that personal encounter with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So inevitably, I'll ask people, you know, think about your relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Which one do you relate to closest? Who do you feel the most comfortable with? And which are you least comfortable with? Which do you feel the most distant from? And I asked the guys, the men there in the prison, that I asked them that question. And sure enough, when I said, which do you feel the least comfortable with? And I kind of went out, went through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When I said God the Father, almost all their hands went up. And I realized, you know, it's so tragic because they probably have had very poor images of fatherhood in their life. You know, they probably had abusive fathers themselves or abandoned, you know, fathers that abandoned them or, um, you know, authority figures in their life that, that abused their, their power, their authority. And so, you know, the reality is Jesus is, is saying this, call no one on earth your father, to be first and foremost clear, you know, that, that no one on earth can equal God. And this is a, a, a scripture, you know, when we read scripture, 
there's different ways of understanding it and different ways that it's supposed to be understood. Some scripture is literal, you know, some is very intentional. When we hear the Eucharist, this is my body, you know, that's meant to be taken very literally, not figuratively. Some scripture is, is parable, you know, so when Jesus talks about the prodigal son, you know, it's a parable where you can find a lot of meaning into it. This scripture itself is one of those where it's supposed to be like a, um, a drastic, um, kind of like in-your-face thing. Um, it's a hyper hyperbole, you know, where something is really kind of um, hyper, overly arched to kind of make a point. So he's saying, call no one on earth your father, but that's not to be taken as saying, call, don't call your dad father, don't call your priest father. He's saying, don't equate anyone with God. No one is God. But we have to be comfortable with coming to know God our Father. So Jesus did say, when you pray, say, Our Father. And we come to know who God the Father is through Father people in our lives, through our human Father, through our Godfather, through God parents, through our priests that we call Father, through bishops, through abbots, through, you know, people like that. Maybe just good holy men in your life, grandparents. So what is and how have your relationship with Father figures impacted your spiritual life and the way that you look at God the Father. If you're uncomfortable with God the Father, if you've had a bad image of God the Father, you know, instead of just throwing that out, say, I need to have this healed and restored, you know, and actually ask the Holy Spirit to give you a new image of God the Father. And maybe he will place people into your lives, priests or fathers or father figures or just people that can father you and love you in some way so that ultimately you can come to know God the Father's love. Just like St. Paul said, you know, I, I, I've come to, to show you to the Father. And he said to, to his children, you know, so many of you um, have come to call me Father and therefore be imitators of me. He said, I became your Father in Christ. So who are the people that show you God's love that you do want to be imitators of, but also help you to reveal who God is? Keeping in mind, none of them are God, none of them are the Father, but they can show us the qualities of God the Father. And just if, you, if you've known different priests throughout your life, think about the priests that have shown you the love of God the Father, that have made that incarnational and the flesh real. Think about the good qualities of your human father or your grandfather or your godfather or someone that has revealed you God's love. So when we hear this phrase, call no one on earth your father, remember, it's a hyperbole. It's, it's meant to take, you know, to kind of show us that drastic uh, measure of don't equate anyone with God. But at the same time, remember who God is. He wants to be father to you. And if you have a bad image of Father, ask the Holy Spirit to open you up, to truly reveal to you who God the Father is.